Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark H. Stroud, and I am so grateful that we are being delivered from people bondage. Hallelujah. And I pray that you are too. Welcome once again to another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in beautiful Bremen, Georgia. If you're in the area, stop by and see us sometime. We would love to have you. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going into a part number three of the series. And uh, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper, and I'm going to share with you some of my personal testimony. And we'll be doing this uh, throughout the series, so uh, be praying with us, okay? Uh, Well, we had a great time today, and I know that you're going to enjoy the rich Word of God. Don't forget to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can get all the latest and greatest from Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center and Kingdom Rock Media. Well, all right, without any further ado, Here comes today's message, which is entitled People Bondage Part Number Three, The Worst Case Scenario, Part One, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. I want to thank you all also for your wonderful birthday wishes today. Uh, I am officially one year older today. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just one year older, and I thank God uh, for that. I'm glad to have one. I thank you for your balloons and your cards and your cakes Um, and just everything that you guys have done. I really do appreciate and my chocolates. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just thank all of you so much. Uh, Periscope community, we love you. YouTube community, wherever you're watching, we love you. And we thank you for being a part of this service today. All right, well, <clears throat> we can go ahead and get right into the word of God today. Uh, somebody knows what we're going to be talking about today. We're in the series entitled Anybody? All right, very good. Breaking free from people bondage. People bondage. We're breaking free of that completely 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 amen i'm telling you god wants to bring a, another sense of boldness into your life a, a holy boldness the type of boldness that uh david had as he stood right there toe-to-toe with goliath this you know of course goliath was you know so many feet tall and david was so many feet short right he only had a, a rock and a sling. That was it. You know, a few rocks in the bag. Goliath, he, he was known to have the world's armament. There was no way really possible for David to have won that battle. There was just no way possible. If we were betting, we would probably say, oh, sorry, David. But it wasn't just David, was it? That was the difference. It wasn't just David. It was the father wrapping his arms around David. It was heaven fighting with David that defeat Goliath. It was the father guiding the stone into Goliath's forehead. It was his strength that picked up Goliath's sword and chopped off Goliath's head. It was more than just David. It was more than just, uh, and the children of Israel could have gone over on the promised land if they'd realized more than just two people, they realized that it was more than just them going. 
That's the start of a holy boldness when you realize that it's more than just you. Amen. 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 All right. So we want to get in, get, go ahead and get into this. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for the words that you've given us to say unto your people. Father, I pray that we would all minister to an audience of one. That we would say uh, what needs to be said. That we would do what needs to be done. That you, Father, would be well pleased. That you'd be well pleased. Today, Lord God, we desire to please you in all things. Lord, have your way in us. Speak through us today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. <clears throat> People bondage part three. Now, the purpose of this series uh, is to, number one, to encourage us to reach out claim and operate in God's operate in our God-given assignments in the kingdom of God as well as our roles and assignments in the local church it is to overcome uh, overcome fear so that we may become more productive and achieve all that we are meant to be in Christ because there's more to you than meets the eye right it's like the transformers more than meets the eyes There's more to you than meets the eye. And this is why we're in this series, because you need to see that there's more to you than who you see in the mirror. There's more to you. There's more to you. And there are more with you. There are more with you. There are more with you than those that are against you. The third purpose of the series is to is to thrive for you and I to thrive and to live life abundantly in Christ without the restraints of fear. Did you hear that? For you to thrive, for you to live life abundantly, for you to flourish in this life in Christ without the restraints of fear. One man once asked the question, you know, what would you do if you had no fear? Where would you go if you had no fear? What would you say if you had no fear? Well, if there's a long list of things, then that means that your fear is definitely holding you back. And that fear is holding you. So we're in this series, breaking free from people bondage, breaking, breaking the power of fear off of our lives so that we may live boldly and unrestrained and unashamedly uh, through Christ Jesus and become all that God has us to become. Hallelujah. So our confession is this, and you can uh, read this with me. And it goes like this. I am loved and accepted by God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Because I believe in Jesus, there is no condemnation against me, rather no judgment against me. I am a fearless believer and I will seize every God opportunity that is presented before me. Today, I declare that I am more than enough. I will live my dreams and move ever forward into divine destiny. Amen. All right, now let's look at a few verses here. In 2 um, Timothy 1, 7, some of you know it very well. It says this, for God hath not given us, what? The spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. God did not give you that. He did not furnish you a spirit of fear. He did not supply it to you. Because he has not furnished it or supplied it, he didn't give it to you, then that means you don't have to take it. 
you don't have to live with it. Hallelujah. So you need to serve an eviction notice to fear. Get out. Say with me, fear. Get out. Come on, say fear. Get out. In Jesus name. Are you hearing me? Because God didn't give it to you. You don't have to take it. But what did he give you? He gave you power. He gave you what? Love. And he gave you what? A sound mind. These are things that he did give you. And these we say we receive in Jesus name. Amen. We've been looking also at Proverbs 29 verse 25. Proverbs 29 25 of the King James. It says this. Uh, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Uh, the message Bible, it reads, the fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. Amen. Now, trusting means, of course, when we are depending upon the Lord in this context, we're depending upon the Lord to keep us safe from that danger. Yes. We're enwrapped. We're wrapping ourselves up with him. Hallelujah. Like David did, wrap yourself up with the presence of the Lord. This is how you go into battle. You wrap yourself up with the presence of the Lord. Amen. And that's what trust is all about. You're trusting in God. The trust that you have for the Lord is like a warm blanket all around you when you go into the face of your adversary. Psalm 56, you don't have to look, it's now on the screen, but Psalm, you can make notice if you like. Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4 says this. It says, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I will put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. So at the time of fear, we trust. Say with me, at the time of fear, I will trust. Okay, trust what? Trust that they are more with you than they are against you. Trust that he is with you. God is with you. So we've been talking about two. Uh, we've talked about several things that uh, people are afraid of. And of course, the list goes on. It will require so much more time. But but I'm going to give you about 12 things this week. And the list may continue on next week. The first thing that people are normally afraid of is the fear of fear of disapproval. The fear of judgment. Fear of criticism. Fear of not being enough. There's the fear of rejection. There's a fear of being unloved. There's a fear of being alone. There's a fear of being misunderstood. There's a fear of public humiliation. There's a fear of being taken advantage of. There's a fear of failure. And finally, on our list, there's a fear of death. A lot of people are just frankly afraid of these things. And there are a lot of others we can say there's a fear, uh, a fear of, of spiders, fear of snakes. Some people are afraid of the dark. You know, there are a lot of other fears. Uh, but the point is that you have to know what your fear is. What is holding you back from achieving the goals that God has for you? What is holding you back? That's the purpose of that. And because of that, we, we talked about uh, uh, the four W's, four W's uh, to determine the root of your fear, the four W's. And those are, again, you need to ask yourself, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And really, you really only know there's only one way really to really see your fear. 
is when you try to go do something and you fear, you feel the fear pop up at that moment, really, instead of running, sit there and examine and ask these questions. Let me give you one example of this too. Uh, a few years ago, I'm not sure, maybe six years ago, five, six years ago, uh, when I had to, now I've always had a battle of fear, but I thank God that I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. So during this series, I'll share with you some of the battles that I've had in fear and some with fear and uh, how the Lord led me to overcome it. On this particular time, I was called to, um, I was selected uh, by the Chamber of Commerce in our community to go through a leadership class. Uh, and my first response was, no, I don't think so. But because God was raising me up in leadership in our community, in our county, and in our city, I had to step up and go. What happens? Fear came up. Fear said, who are you? And remember, fear will always point at hand, his hands and your weakness, at your weakness. It will always, it fear just, uh, you've seen those people in the stores, Walmart, with uh, those little counters on their belt. They've taken those, what, surveys or inventories, right? Fear is a master inventory taker. Because when it's time for you to do something for Christ, time to do something in your assignment, fear comes up and tells you everything that you've done wrong. It will tell you everything that is wrong about you. You can't do it. You're not smart enough. You're not educated enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not tall enough. You're not this, you're not that. It will bring up everything that you are not. The one thing that fear won't do is tell you everything that you are in Christ. It won't remind you that there are more with you than there are against you. So anyway, when the invitation came and uh, I spoke with the president of the chamber and uh, got a personal invitation, you can't turn it down now. All right. We've heard about you. We've heard about the work you're doing. We want you here. Okay. Can't skirt around that one. So I go. And so it's time to go down and, uh, and meet in this round table discussion with all the big wigs, everybody that has a lot of influence in the community and all this other stuff. And of course, here's fear calculating. You don't have this. You don't have that. And, I, and I'm hearing all this, Robbie. I, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing all of this, hearing all of this. Now, instead of running away, the Holy Spirit reminds me now it's a great time for you to take inventory about your fear. Now you can see it. Now begin to ask questions. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of it? Which is the second thing. Why are you afraid of it? Then after that, why are you afraid of that? Then after that, why are you afraid of that? Because that's an, that's an opportunity. See, at that moment, sometimes fear hides. Fear can hide. You say, I'm fine right now. I don't feel afraid until something or someone shows up until an opportunity shows up. And then there's that fear saying, hello, hello, it's me again. Uh, hold steady now so I can put my hands around your throat. Okay, hold steady, hold steady right there. Would you hold your hands behind your back? I need to shackle you. Hold. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Just go on right into those burglar bars. I mean, go into the prison cell. Just go right on in the yes. I'm going to close you in there. Bling, bling. And there goes another opportunity that you didn't receive. 
right? But instead of running, stand there and observe your enemy. Observe it. Look at it. Feel it. Feel it. Let the Holy Spirit begin to really walk you through the process, and he'll do it. Because God knows that he's with you. And that you are, in fact, well able to overcome this. And the only reason that God allows this to come is for you to see it. For you to see this invisible enemy that's been tormenting you. He allows you to see it. So when you see it, stand there sure-footed, speak to it, and interview it. Interview your enemy. Are you hearing? And then you can disregard it. Well, in that meeting, of course, I got in there and I, I went down with everybody, sat down. And, and one of the things that, that really bothered me, and it, it did, and I understand this now, I understand why now, Scott, I understand why now. One thing I had trouble with was saying my name in a group. I had a lot of trouble saying my name, Mark A. Stroud, in a group, in a roundtable setting. I had trouble saying my name. I had trouble saying the name of the church. I had trouble saying it. A a stammer would always come up. It was so difficult. Another time I was in another group of pastors. I don't know how many were there that in that room. There's a small room, you know, pastors of 2,000 and 5,000, all this other stuff is in a small room. And they went around the room. And some of you know my testimony about going around the room and all this stuff. And uh, it came time for me to say my name and the name of my church. And I became, I got so afraid, so afraid. I stuttered and stammered and stuttered and stammered so much. That the presider of the group, the bishop of the group, had to say, oh, I know him. Uh, his name is Pastor Mark Stroud of Kingdom Rock in Bremen, Georgia. Because I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. I could not say it. Fear grab, grabbed my throat. And I couldn't release it. I couldn't release it. There became such a terror, something, an awe just came over me and I could not say my name. I could not say the name of the church. Why was that? Because I was uncomfortable with me. I was uncomfortable with my 15 member church, 20 member church. I was uncomfortable with it. I didn't see the great value in me know the great value in our church at that time. And see, here again, I had to examine it. Why was I so uncomfortable? Why was I so uncomfortable to say my name? Why was I uncomfortable to say the name of our church? Why was I so uncomfortable? Gordon, why was I so uncomfortable? Because I didn't want them to see me. Don't look at me. Now, all the while, signs and wonders and miracles and, and media is going forth. And I'm speaking to thousands all around the world and all this, all this stuff is going on. But in those small groups, those small intimate settings, oh, now I can't be hidden. Now you have to see me. So you can be hidden in a large group, right? But you can't be hidden in a small group. And so the Lord had to deal with me. He had to walk me through a path of deliverance to where I began to love and began to see, hey, you're not a bad fella after all. Hey, you're actually pretty good. You're actually an anointed man of God. Yes. 
And see, here's one thing, bless you, here's one thing. Others can tell you all day that you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But it really won't matter if you don't believe that yourself. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can prophesy over you. We can say all these matter of good things. Tell you what Lord, what thus saith the Lord about you. How you are blessed and highly favored. You the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. That you are, that you are a son or a daughter of God. Will fill with great power and great authority. You're going to do great things. But until you believe that about yourself. The whole room can believe it about you. All heaven can believe it about you. The devil even believes it about you. That's the thing. But the deciding factor is how you see you. So you have to deal with you. Are you hearing? So the Lord helped me to deal with me. And because that was there in my life, there was never a shortage of me to go and see that spirit again. See that pain again. He sent me back over and over and over and over and over. You're going to conquer this son. God, it hurts. You're going to conquer this son. But father, it hurts. You can do it. I can do it. You can do it. I can do it. You can do it. I 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 can. You see, it matters what you think about you. And you have to echo the sounds of heaven as it relates to you. Are you hearing? So last week we, and here again, I'll be sharing with you other stories as well. Some things you'll laugh and, but it's okay if you laugh at my pain. Praise the Lord. I'll share with you many more testimonies over the years of how the Lord has delivered me and things that, uh, how he's kept me. And uh, so this is not something I've read out of a book. Although I read, I read a lot of books on fear, trying to get deliverance. God, get me out of this. God, get me out of this. Listen to a whole lot of messages. God, get me out. God, get me out. God, get me out. But here again, you can listen to all of them you want to, but until you deal with you, until you have that quiet time with the Holy Spirit and deal with you and stop running from it, it's going to remain right there. Are you hearing? And you'll find out that really what you've been running from is a shadow. There's nothing to it. Hey, but you have to face it. Kind of like Luke Skywalker, Obi, not Obi-Wan Kenobi, what's that little green dude? Thank you, thank you very much. Yoda said, said to him, you go into the cave, you must, so that you can fear see you do. Anyway, he had to go into the cave to see he had to fight his greatest fear. And he found out it was himself. But anyway, that's the little thing there. So we go on from there. Anyway, we talked about keys about overcoming. Let me give you some keys now. As a matter of fact, we've increased, increased these keys to 11. We won't go over all of these, I don't believe, but some things we, some things we will get into in, in depth with it and others, um, the Holy Spirit will deal with you directly. The first one, of course, is to uh, consider the four C's, uh, four W's. Thank you, Jesus. Consider the four W's that we just mentioned, mentioned a moment ago. Secondly, we said, talked about this last week. Realize that their inability to love you does not mean that you are unloved. You're going to carry God's love with you into that fearful environment. I didn't know when I was in all those groups, I was looking for love. Hallelujah. But I had to grow up. 
and know that my life is more, the ministry is more than about a number. And the measure of a minister is more than the seating capacity in the church. The standard for ministry is Christ and it has always been Christ. When you begin to measure yourself by another man, you've already lost. Because no man is a true measurement. It is Christ. I want to see Christ. Show me Jesus. Show me the amount of love that you're walking in. And forgiveness and kindness and gentleness and compassion. I would see Jesus. I guarantee you we could have this church filled up uh, next week and people running over all we got to do is do something like, uh, I don't know, take off all your clothes or whatever. <laughs> you, you know, do some, we could have a church full of folk if we have that sort of worldly junk, garbly goop. Look, just do something the world loves. Turn down the light, make it dark. And do something the world loves and the world will come. Are you hearing? But we're building something else. We're building something else. Now, I'm not saying that great numbers are, is wrong because it's not. It's not. It's not. Having great numbers, 40, 50, 30, that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. Hallelujah. Having 10 people is nothing wrong with that either. But what is wrong when, when we measure numbers to determine the, the rate of holiness? To determine the rate of godliness. That's wrong. I heard one man say, you know, he's a pastor. He's a pastor of thousands of and they, a whole lot of ministry going on all around the world. And uh, he was saying one of his messages, you know, uh, now you may have a your Sunday school class of eight people. You know, I'm not talking about you, you know, demeaning a class of eight. You got thousands, but you demean an eight. I don't see Jesus in that. You know, you're driving your Bentley. I'm driving a pickup, a, a, a pole, what is it? Pinto, thank you. It's an old car, thank you. Yeah. Or deuce and a quarter, or whatever, they, all these old cars, right? Does that demean? Are you hearing? No, Christ, say with me, Christ is the standard. Christ is the standard. Not material possessions. Christ is the standard. Show me Jesus. I can follow a leader that I can see Jesus. When if I can see Jesus, I can follow that leader. Are you hearing? All right. So again, uh, the second thing was I realized their inability to love you does not mean that you are unloved. Say with me, I am loved. Third thing is uh, becoming comfortable with the worst case scenario. The total rejection of the group. We'll actually look at this today briefly. Four, force yourself to confront the pain of fear over and over if necessary, until you develop emotional calluses, becoming numb to the pain. Fifth thing is pray for deliverance to overcome the fear. Sixth thing is see Jesus with you in your darkest moments and receive his love at the sight of your original wounding. Going to spend a little time with that one. Seven, uh, get over yourself. Would you please tell your neighbor that? I'm sure you won't mind telling your neighbor that. Tell him. Get over yourself. Online community. Online community. Get over yourself. Let's take a moment here and talk about that just for a moment. Get over yourself. Why? Because fear always makes you look at you. 
Fear is all about the individual. They're going to hurt me. They're going to talk about me. Right? It's always about uh, they're going to disapprove of me. They're going to reject me. So fear is always present, in, especially in our narcissistic society. Everybody, uh, hold on. Now, there's nothing. Take your picture. Take your picture. But all, all I'm saying to you is that fear will attach itself greatly to someone that is involved with a lot of me. Fear always makes you look at you. But if you get over yourself and realize, hey, it's not all about me. It's not all about me. If you, when you get over yourself, you realize that fear begins to lose its grip on your life. Are you hearing? Uh, number eight, keep a journal. Write those things, write those things down. Uh, write your fear. What are you afraid of? Write it. Write it. Keep a journey, uh, or we can say a deliverance journey. Keep a journal. Write down what you are afraid of. Many times when you, uh, a transfer will occur when you begin to write it down. Keep a journal. Write it down. I began to do that. Write it down. You don't have to share it with the world either. You can keep it in your little, um, under your mattress if you want to, wherever you want to keep your journal. But I advise you, write it down. Write it. Don't type it. Write it. There's something about when you write and you get it out of your head on paper, it begins to help you. The ninth thing is exercise. Exercise, fear, overcoming fear, exercise. Yes, exercise will release those, I believe, those endorphins or, and uh, these other uh, chemicals in your body that will help you alleviate the cortisol. Cortisol is that, that fear and that stress um, chemicals, hormones that, uh, that are released through the body that, that make you feel fearful and all that. You know, it's, but when you release all these positive endorphins in your body, you know, it, it helps you alleviate, helps to alleviate um, that fearful hormone, that stress in your body. Are you hearing? Tenth thing is what? Laugh more. You're going to find it difficult to be afraid when you're laughing. Laugh more. Those that are afraid, those that are mainly inward, don't laugh a lot. Laugh more. Find your good, clean comedian and get your laugh on. Matter of fact, let's just laugh right now. There's something about when you see someone else laugh, it helps you to join in and laugh. Right? Laugh more. Turn to your name, tell them you got to laugh more. And stop being so serious. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. And the last thing is confess what you're battling with to others. This drags the fear into the light, but also confess that God has given you the victory. Are you hearing? Confess it. Confess it. Look, look, when I see, there was a lady uh, I seen some time ago, she had a roach in her something she was carrying or whatever, 
and she knew I was a pastor, and she came, she came running over to me, pastor, 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 like, what's up, sister, you all right, pastor, pastor, what's going on, look, look, there's a roach, look, there's a roach, I said, oh, I picked it up, I shook the thing, the roach fell on the ground, I said, oh, is that it, uh-huh, uh-huh, I said, you okay now, Oh, okay, good, good. Can I do anything else for you? You see, she was terrified of it. But me, shake it, mm, I dealt with you before. <laughs> I, I dealt with your kind before. I know exactly what to do with you. <laughs> uh, are you hearing? But if you can, as you confess it to other people, you begin to help them to help you. And they can walk you through the process, right? The process of deliverance. Are you hearing? So tell somebody you can trust the things that you're afraid of. Afraid of losing the job, afraid of whatever. Tell someone else. Vocalize it to someone else. It will help you to get it out. Are you hearing? So what is your will, Father? Okay. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for what you've desired to do in this house. And we pray, Father, that your people will receive the keys of deliverance and that they will receive these and walk in these and break free of this fear. Father, I thank you as of this very moment that those chains have broken and your people are becoming free, more and more free every single day. Lord, I proclaim the anointing of the breaker, the anointing of breakthrough in Jesus' name, to break them through, to break them through completely so that they may become all that you've called them to be. And Father, I pray for our online community that even at this very moment, even at this very moment, my friend, as we are seeing you, as I'm seeing you, I, I, I pray that God brings healing and deliverance into your home, into your marriage, and that fear be completely broken off of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name for everyone that is here today. Lord, I thank you for giving us this word and for setting your people free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He wants me to stop right there. So let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.